Isn't that a little hokey, you know, looking at numbers and trying to find meaning from that? As long as you're searching for... What does the year 5784 mean prophetically? What about 2024? And what happens when you bring those two together? I'm telling you, the revelation you're about to receive will be transformative. But I have to tell you something before we go into this interview. I asked him in a separate conversation about the election, and he unpacked some revelation about the relationship between Trump and the church that is both challenging and the most important thing you're going to hear concerning that topic, that's going to be available on the premium side of the Encounter Today website because it's uncensored and we can't air it on social media for obvious reasons. So become a premium member. When you do that, you're helping us support ministries like his who are setting children free from the bonds of human trafficking. Go to EncounterToday.com and become a premium member and get a hold of that conversation. It's going to transform your life as well. But here he is, our dear friend, Troy Brewer. Troy Brewer, it is so good to have you back on Encounter today, man. Uh, Brother Alan DeDio, I bless you in Jesus' name, and thanks so much, man, for having me on. Thank you. i got a lot I want to talk to you about because you're the numbers guy, and Mm. I want to talk about 5784. I want to talk about 2024. I want to get into that. And But first, I want to know, what have you been up to lately? Because it's there's kind of a supernatural journey you've been on the last few days. So what's been happening with you and your ministry? Well, some incredible things. Um, you know, a few months back, I was invited to Washington, D.C. and to speak to Congress and be a part of the International Summit Against Human Trafficking. And it just opened up so many doors for us. And one of the doors that opened up was actually governments contacting me uh, saying, hey, since you uh, rescue kids, that's great, but we love that you raise kids. And so it, it turns out that it's really, it's really an anomaly for us to be creating awareness against trafficking, rescuing kids from trafficking and raising. And then so we're like the only people that anybody can find that do all three. And so they're calling me and saying, hey, we're rescuing kids, but we don't have a place to put them. And in Mexico, Mm. there's no funding for it whatsoever. And so they're asking us to build these rescue centers and be in perfect compliance with the government, which is a big stack. I mean, you literally have to hire a lawyer and have a lawyer on staff whenever you do this. So we've been doing all this, and the bottom line is, man, we went down to Cancun. I spoke at another summit while I was down there, and uh, we rescued a 14-year-old girl, and we rescued a 16-year-old girl. And then uh, the following day, the local government rescued a 16-year-old girl and turned her over to us, and she was abducted when she was 10 years old. Oh, my goodness. And she spent her first night in freedom as a 16-year-old last Monday. And so, man, we've been rescuing kids. We've been building homes for them. We have 21 rescue centers now, and uh, that's what we've been doing. It's just incredible. So with the government opening this up, what this means is that you can build as many homes as you can afford to build. As much money as you can spend, they're going to let you spend it. Save as many kids as you can save. Mm -hmm. It's all about the limit. And I want to challenge everybody watching right now. Let's, let's, Let's break through. Let's build more rescue centers. Let's let's rescue more kids. We're going to be partnering with this. You can go to Troy Brewer's ministry. The link's in the description, or you can sew with us. And uh, we're going to be helping to set these slaves free because we're so we're so thankful for this ministry you're doing, brother. Well, I'm thankful for you, and I'd like for all of your listeners to know that Pastor Allen does partner with me. And uh, uh, Brother Allen's been with me across the border down there. He took his family with me. He visited yeah. one of our redemption centers. And I mean, he's in, he helps us. If you guys are partnering with Pastor Allen, if you're actually partnering with Encounter, you're, you are already helping us. And Come so on. you guys do need to know that. 
I don't know if I told you what we're doing to help sew into what you're doing to rescue kids is we started a whole new coffee company called Encounter Coffee, where we have the Wigglesworth Blend <laughs> and we have Azusa Street Mornings. Oh, come on. man, come on. And brother. so if, you, if those of you watching, if you want to partner, you can go to EncounterCoffee.com and you can get the whole bean, you can get the ground and they're amazing. Who doesn't okay. want the Wigglesworth Blend? Come on. I do. I want it, man. I'm in. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to your site today, bro, and I'm gonna get me the Wigglesworth blend. It's awesome, and Azusa Street mornings too for a morning outpouring. It's pretty good. Oh. So make sure you check that out. And with every sip, you're helping us partner with Brother Troy's ministry and to do work like this around the world. It really is thrilling what you're doing, man. Thank you for making the sacrifice. Because one thing I noticed working in the third world, I didn't have to push anybody out of the way. Any churches. You know, they're doing a lot of missions trip on some sort of beach somewhere, but there wasn't anybody where the hurting were. And I'm thankful that that you're always there on the front lines making a difference. Well, it's a it's a terrible privilege. Yeah. And, you know, I actually heard that phrase in a prophetic dream I had. And I heard one guy was talking to another guy in a dream that I had. And he was saying, hey, we do this. We do that. We do this. We do that. We help the hurting here and there. And I was trying to get to him to say, hey, man, we do that, too. And I heard the one guy say, well, what all is that like? And the other man said, it's a terrible privilege. And then mm. I woke up and I, I wrote that term down, a terrible privilege. And that that literally is a is a heavenly term. And the Lord is inviting all of us to be involved in things that are a terrible privilege to be a part of um, that. It is um, it's. It, it's it's a terrible privilege. You know, last week, brother, not only did we rescue those kids, but we also got five cartel guys busted. Wow. And then we also got a local government official arrested who was in on all of that. And how how the Lord will use just a single ministry or a church or a single person like, like a person that's watching right now to literally bring, to topple something that is so dark just simply because you bring the goodness of God is remarkable. It's It's incredible what the Lord does with all that. I want everybody to write those two words in the comments, terrible privilege, because I really think that speaks to where we're headed mm. in 2024. Terrible privilege, an, another two words, dangerous opportunities mm. as we approach in this coming year. And I want to talk to you about 5784. I want to talk to you about 2024, and we'll talk about the significance of those numbers. But first, for those who are kind of new to this, and they think, oh, that's kind of, is, isn't that a little hokey, you know, looking at numbers and trying to find meaning from that? Mm -hmm. How, is it biblical to search for or to find meaning, prophetic understanding in numbers? As long as you're searching for the word of Jesus, absolutely. Oh. And so that's the thing that's different about me is I, and I, I, you know, I get a lot of criticism and people saying that, hey, you know, that's not in the Bible and that has nothing to do with the kingdom. What that is, is that's ignorance. And I don't mm. mean it's stupidity. I just mean it's ignorance. People have no experience with it and they don't understand that everything in the kingdom is weighed, measured, and counted. Wow. Everything is. And as a matter of fact, the book of Daniel describes an angel that does nothing but count things. And uh, the Hebrew word for his name is Palmani, and it means the it means the wonderful number of secrets. Now, the King James boys, when they put mm. together the Bible, they were in complete rebellion against the Catholic Church. They knew that the Catholic Church worshipped angels, so they just call these names angels throughout yeah. the Bible, and they don't actually give their names. Palmani is actually the name of the angel. The book, the book of Daniel, names him. And we don't. And so it, it should instead, it, the Bible says, I turned to the one and the one said, 
right? But what it should say is, I turned to the wonderful number of secrets, and he said. That's mm. what it actually should read. And so uh, everything is weighed, numbered, measured, it's counted, all of it is. Even, the, even there is a number for what can't be counted, and it's innumerable. Right. But that is actually a designation. And that's a whole nother category when it comes to years. And when it comes to calendars, if you look at the Bible, it'll say in the 13th reign of so-and-so something happened. Okay. Why would it say that unless it had great supernatural significance? It means in the order of how things play out prophetically. So I do not believe that there's any power in numbers whatsoever. But I do believe that heaven is revealed through numbers, and it's absolutely God's design. It is biblical. Jesus is the 77th generation from Adam for a reason. Wow. And because of that, it's pretty easy to see what God is declaring and what the prophetic significance of, an, of a certain hour is by simply looking at the numbers. Okay, while we're on it, what is the prophetic significance of Jesus being the 77th from Adam? Well, it's a big deal because, you know, Enoch, of course, is the seventh from yes. Adam, yes. right? He's the seventh generation. And then in Matthew and then also again in Luke, it, it tells us that, like, um, it tells us that, again, Jesus is the 77th from Adam. Luke gives a little bit different. He says, he starts at Abraham. He says there's 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the carrying away of Babylon, and 14 generations from the carrying away of Babylon unto Jesus the Christ. So he wants to be sure and stamp 14 on there, meaning he is the deliverer of the generations. So the generational promises always have the number 14 stamped on it wow. all the way through through scripture. So he's the promised Messiah. But brother Matthew just says, dude, he's the 77th. Here he is. You know, the, the, the term Ecclesiastes and the, the term Ecclesiastes, the also, also the, 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 the terms that we recognize as church, all mm -hmm. those different terms, those terms are in the Bible 77 times. The term house of God is in the Bible exactly 77 times. So it has to do with the Lord building a house and that he is the house. He is the temple, and he is the place where all of us sit in heavenly places. And so uh, the number seven is a number that represents great supernatural. Uh, it, 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 it's a timeline. It's all kinds of different things. Yeah. But uh, I, by the way, I saw your podcast and like, hey, man, you want to know what the number, you want to know what the book of Revelation is all about? Just know the number seven. You're so right on. It's the most prolific number in the in whole book. word of God, yeah. specifically in the book of Revelation. But 77 is a witness of what the number seven is. Ah. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a faithful witness. So the number two represents a faithful witness. So if it's like 66, right? There's 66 books in the Bible, right? That is a faithful witness to humanity. So the number for humanity and flesh is the number six. Is So that's why the word of God has 66 books in it in the divine order of the Lord that's actually been canonized. It is the witness of Jesus. Jesus said the scriptures do testify of me to humanity, 66. So 77 is a really big deal, brother, and uh, Jesus fulfilled it. I got to ask this. What red pill do you, to use a common phrase that we're using now, to the prophetic significance of numbers? There had to be like a moment or a revelation in your life, we were like, oh, there's there's something to this, and it caused you to kind of go down this rabbit hole. Do you remember what that was? I do. I, I absolutely do. Um, first of all, let me tell you, I, I was speaking of the ignorance of the church at the beginning of this, just at large, on how important this is to the Lord. But uh, it also was ignorance. I It was just my ignorance of being unchurched whenever I first got saved 
that I didn't know it was a taboo issue. I didn't uh, know that it was out there. I opened up the Bible and it was full of numbers, so I started counting everything. You know, mm. I started seeing 16s and recognizing that it was the love of God. And I'm like, that think that that means the love of God. And I'm like, here it means the love of God. There it means the love of God. The words that are in the Bible 16 times all being the love of God. And then I turned to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it starts off, love is kind. And then I counted them, and there's 16. Hmm. <laughs> so it's 16 attributes to the love of God. And then I looked over and saw that there were 16 Jehovah titles. And all that happened because I was looking at the order of the presidents, and Abraham Lincoln is the 16th president, and the love of God is when you lay down your life. Hmm. And all of that just, and so I just started counting everything and looking at everything in the Word of God. It's, it's, it's truly is fascinating, and it helps people. Here's what I found, because you know, I, was, I was apprehensive at first when I started discovering the power of this. It just helps people think of God. Their numbers are memorials. They're, they're there to remind us, to direct our attention and to see him in our everyday life. And that's key going into this year, 5784 on the Jewish calendar, 2024. As you're approaching this, do you go to 2024 first? Do you look at 5784 first? How do you kind of prioritize how you approach getting an understanding of where we're headed? Such a good question. It has to do with, okay, one calendar speaks to one group of people and another calendar speaks to another group of people. Okay, so... Mm. So Jesus said that there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. And indeed there are, you know, we just had Beetlejuice blinked on the, on uh, the 12th. And I don't know if you know about all that, but it literally was eclipsed by an asteroid. And for the first time in human spirit, in the entire human experience, you look up at Orion and you could not see Beetlejuice for 16 minutes the other night. Okay, by the way. 16 by the way. Yeah, yeah. So exactly what does right. that mean? So, so well, well, Beetlejuice is is in the is in the shoulder of Orion. Okay, the name Beetlejuice comes from a Hebrew word that means the coming of the branch. It represents the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the other day, he he, he showed us he's coming as a thief in the night. Whoa. Jesus is coming back soon. And listen, it's in the shoulder of, of Orion. Orion means light. Arise and shine for your light has come. It represents the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's offering to us at the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. And on his shoulders shall rest my kingdom. Uh, that, that sermon was going on for all the world to see on, on December the 12th. And I pulled over on the side of the road and got out and watched it blink. I saw a dim few. And I was like, wow. And it came back up and you can see it. And I was like, okay, Lord, I hear your message. You're coming soon. The kingdom is coming, brother. So the heavens declare the glory. It's declaring yes. that Jesus is coming. And you say each calendar speaks to a different group of people. That's correct. So, so not only whenever, whenever the word of God says that there will be signs, Jesus himself was speaking in, in present future tense. So he was talking to this generation saying that there will be in the future signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Part of the signs in the sun and the moon and the stars had to do with the calendars that are associated with the sun and the moon and the stars. The mm. Gregorian calendar is, uh, the prophetic marker is a is the sun. The Hebrew calendar, the prophetic marker is the moon. And then the age, uh, the, the astro calendar is according to ages. And so that's a, we're, we're about to enter into the age of Aquarius. You remember the song, yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So let's just skip that for just a second. Cause that's, that would take a whole episode for us to talk about it. But when God speaks through the sun, 
he is speaking uh, to the nations. When God speaks through the moon, he is speaking to his covenant people. So it's either going to be, it's either going to be Israel or it's mm -hmm. going to be the bride of Christ. Yeah. And when God speaks through the stars, like he did on December the 12th, he's speaking to his children of inheritance. Hmm. Okay. So it's like, okay, in this social media of the Lord, he's got YouTube, he's got Facebook and he's got <laughs> X, right? It's exactly like that. It's the three different audiences. Okay. So um, if I'm looking at the Gregorian calendar, I'm looking at a word that God is speaking specifically to the nations. If I'm looking at the Hebrew calendar, I'm looking at a word that God is speaking specifically to the church or even more so many times to Israel. Wow. So let's start then with his covenant people. Let's talk about 5784, which is the Jewish calendar of the year that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. As you look at that, what do you see? Well, the focus is going to be on the, on the 84. If we break down the five, the seven, the eight, and the four, right, which we could do that, um, which by the way, equals 2024, right? It, it actually equals 24. But if we're going to, if we're going to just, if we're going to just say, Hey, what year is it? If you ask the Hebrews, they'll say it's 84. So what is 84 and what is that? One of the, uh, one of the um, easy things to do to, to say, what is, how do you do this? Or what is God speaking is to look up what is the 84th verse in the Old Testament? And then what is the 84th verse in the New Testament? And what is the 5,784th verse in the Bible? Okay. And to see if there's a word in it. Yeah. Mm. So you want to, you want to, you want to see? Let's do this. Okay. First of all, uh, let me tell you that the, the 5,784th verse in the Bible describes October 7th. And mind you, we entered into 5784 in September before October 7th. And so mm -hmm. October 7th happened literally the worst day in the modern history of, of Israel. Israel. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's so horrendous. And, it, and, it, and out of it was portaled and unleashed something that, had, that began to manifest throughout the entire planet Earth. And we can talk about that. But this is what the 5,784th verse says in the Word of God. It says, Deuteronomy 32, verse 25. Deuteronomy 32, verse 25, Pastor Allen. It says, the sword shall destroy outside. There will be terror within the homes, the young man and the virgin and the nursing child with the, and the, nursing child with the man of gray hairs. Uh, it says terror, it says homes, it says slaughter, and it says old people and babies. Okay, well, that played out on, on October the 7th. Yeah. And it, it also issued, now, it, it, it ushered in also, of course, a new era. And I know that you're very aware of this. In fact, I think you were the one that first made me aware of it, is that there 1,948 years from the fall of Adam unto Abraham, and then there's 1,948 years from the second man, Adam, to, to the resurrection of the Israel. Of Israel. Yeah. And then in the 75th year, in the 75th year of Abraham's life, God Almighty called him out of the nations into the promised land. Yes. And this is the 75th year of Israel, and Jews are waking up all over the planet Earth, no matter what nation they're in, and they're saying, we are no longer protected we are no longer safe. We are not among our own people here. Mm. And now they're all starting to go to Israel. So just, and again, that is according to a timeline and there's a number that is actually attached to it. In the, when it comes to the uh, 84th verse in the Bible, 
it is it is the it is the verse where it says and Abel gave a sacrifice it says and Abel brought a, a sacrifice unto the Lord and he was pleased with his sacrifice this is a year in the altered state of Israel and that's the word that God gave me before October 7th I started preaching this that the Lord was telling me altered state I heard it I I, I hear phrases from um, from the Lord I hear wow. prophetic phrases mm-hmm. and I heard the term altered state and this was in midsummer and I was like, what, is that, what does that even mean? And I began to look up altered state. It means, you know, everything changes, that there's a way that it's supposed to be, and then it changes and it shifts, and the state of that thing becomes altered. At the same exact time, the 84th verse speaks of the altar that pleases the Lord. This is a year, brother, that we have to live uh, at the altar. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to know how to live at the altar in the midst of an altered state. And then the 84th verse of the New Testament, it says, and immediately, and since I'm a preacher, I want to, I want, I want to hear you say it, immediately. Immediately. And immediately they dropped their nets and followed Jesus. Yeah, This is on. a year that the Lord is going to show up. You know, we love suddenlies, and we, you know, we as charismatic people and as Holy Ghost people and as pre-trib people, we believe and we long for suddenlies. I'm going to tell you, the Lord is demanding immediatelys out of us. Mm. And I, I, if you want to see some suddenlies, he needs to see some immediatelys. Yes. And those, those are the themes for 84 for, um, for me. Wow. As quickly as we respond to him, that's how quickly he'll respond to us. Yeah. And we need to, and we need to get, we need to develop awesome skill sets because we're in a wartime phase now and it's not going to go away. Uh, we, we are entering into another seven year cycle, a seven year phase that is completely different than the last seven years. And a big part of it is marked by warfare. And um, that is a huge word that God has given me for 2024. The Lord gave me this word for 2023. And I mean, I said it. You can go back and look at my stuff. It's like, well, I, I knew I, I, I looked at the word and I just went, mm, I think we're going to go to war this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't see how it could happen or where it could happen. Of course, it could happen anytime, anywhere. But I hear warfare. Warfare is a huge theme. And I preached it at Cindy Jacobs' prophetic conference last year. Like, warfare, guys, you need to know. Well, now it's the time where the Lord needs some immediatelys from us. Because in a time of war, you have to live differently than in a time of peace. And you got to get with the program fast. And uh, we're certainly in that time. Situational awareness. Situational awareness. If you're in a room with someone with a gun, with a knife, and then another person with neither, but they're situationally aware. That is another prophetic word that God gave me this last year was situational awareness. And uh, I agree with that 10,000%, brother. Sure do. Well, that's, that's, that's a word, war in 24, that's being kind of echoed throughout many in the body of Christ right now, which brings us to now 2024. Mm-hmm. What are, now, this is to the world. This is to the nations. What can we glean from that number? Well, first of all, the number 24 is a very interesting number. I, I love the number 24. It's just cool. And like, why? Because it's always attached to the throne of Jesus. Mm. It's always, it's, it's a, it's a throne number and things that are encircled. Anytime that God wants to do an illustration of what something means to be encircled, he likes to stamp the number 24 in, on it. So like, you know, uh, the world is 24,000 miles around. There are 24 elders that's encircle the throne, right? There's 24 hours in a day. And the big theme that I have for this year is the term final hour. Now, hmm. I wonder Come where on. I could have got that term from. Yeah, I, that's exactly I, right. It's 
uh, you know, thoughts just come to me. Actually, I preached <laughs> your conference. It was the final hour. Yeah, we right? had an end-time prophecy hour. conference, and the Lord said, call it the final hour. Okay, well, that's that's the number 24. It's final hour. It is it is urgency. It is, it is those kinds of things. But it is urgency in the sense of the understanding of the kingdom is coming. So mm. the number 24 is a very, very, very kingdom number. You know, there's 24 time zones around the world because the world is 24,000 miles around. And whenever, who was it? It was John Harrison actually solved the longitude issue. And how he solved the longitude problem was he invented a clock that could actually work on the ocean. So up until he invented it, uh, you know, you, the, the pendulum wouldn't work because the boat moved and the springs wouldn't work because of the environment. And so wow. he invented a clock that actually worked. And then Captain Cook was the first person to use, to use it. And he went out, mapped out, you know, the Galapagos and the Easter Islands and then all the way out to... Uh, the hillbillies out at Hawaii, and they ended up killing him, which, he, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't need it, but but they ended up getting him, right? <laughs> well, he did all that, and like, how could he How could he do those maps? All he had to do was be able to tell time. Like, mm-hmm. why, what is that? Because since the world is 24,000 miles around, Alan, he could literally look up and go, okay, right here, it's straight up 12 o'clock. My clock is not set to now. My clock is set to London. It's sent to Greenwich Mean Time. So if it says it's four o'clock there, and if it's 12 o'clock here, that means I'm 4,000 miles away. Okay. So, so 24 is a number of mapping things out. It is the number of where time and space meet. And, uh, it's, it's the throne of King Jesus. It's, it's, it's where heaven invades earth. It's good stuff. Okay. Now that you brought brought that in, and I got to ask you this because there's this really weird revival of this theory of flat earth that is super prominent on social media and you don't realize how big it is until you mention it and then your comment section explodes. And recently some some ministers had a debate about this subject. So I know this is a side issue, but I think it's important because in this year there's going to be a multitude of distraction deceptions. They're going to be coming, and we're going to be able to give an answer for these things. And you're like the planets guy. You're the, you're the, you're the stars guy. When you hear this, what comes to mind, and what's your response? Uh, first of all, I I get a stack of hate mail from flat earthers every single week, um, and, and you love it. I, you I, love I it. Actually, listen, I. I <laughs> I just got through doing a star party out at Redemption Ranch, and two of the guys that was out there was flat earthers. And they spent the entire time trying to convince me that the world is flat. And as ridiculous as that sounds in some circles, it is truly believed to be a reality by a lot of Jesus-loving people now. Yes. And, so, and, and, and a lot of really smart people. I want to tell you, without exception, without exception, it's smart people that have a huge capacity for conspiracies. Yes. And um, many of the conspiracies are actually true. And a lot of the propaganda that they point out is like, yep, that's propaganda. And that's ridiculous. I agree. The conclusion is not that the world is flat and Mm. should not be that the world is flat. However, however, uh, a lot of the 
a lot of the things that they bet that they used to back up is absolutely true. And that has been revealed. And the body of Jesus is waking up to the nefarious position of the globalists and the Luciferians throughout the world. Uh, even people that claim to be Christian. And I mean, this is, I don't, I don't know if you realize this, Pastor Allen, but Luciferians don't mind if you're a Christian. There are right. quote unquote Christians that are Luciferians. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can live Christian culture. You can proclaim Jesus. They don't care, but they believe that Yahweh God is the problem. Yeah. They believe that Yahweh God is the problem. And so, you know, that's why, you know, a certain entertainer could come on and they're obviously messed up and they're like, Hey man, I, I'm, I'm preaching Jesus now and I'm going to hook up with famous preachers and all this kind of stuff, but they're still Luciferian. They're still Luciferian. So, so those kinds of very real and true realities are being revealed to the body of Jesus now. We mm -hmm. don't trust the systems anymore. We don't trust the things that are happening anymore. We know that it's a lie. We know it's propaganda. However, the people, many of the people that were ahead of us on this type of thing, they have a landing pad to put all that on. And uh, I think that flat earth is one of those landing pads. And uh, I know I'm not a flat earther, at least not yet. <laughs> at least, at least not yet. Well, that's good to know. And I think that's something that we're going to have to do a separate broadcast on that because it's, it's very becoming very prominent mm -hmm. because as our eyes are opened, we're realizing, as you said, we can't trust the systems. And a lot of what we've been told absolutely is, is false and wrong, but that doesn't mean the conclusion is mm -hmm. the earth is flat and why that matters, I think is going to be revealed in its time. So when we're talking about, uh, 2024, we, you talked about the circumference of the globe and what that means for us. So now when we bring those two together and we look at the relationship between 5784 and 2024, what does that mean for us? Well, the Hebrew calendar and the Gregorian calendar both converge in a remarkable way. I mean, you know, this is the fourth year in the new decade on the Hebrew calendar. It's the fourth year in the new decade on the, he on the uh, Hebrew calendar, on the Gregorian calendar. Uh, 5784 equals, 20, equals 24, right? And the Lord has caused those calendars to converge. And I'm so grateful for it. Whenever we entered into 5780, which was the year 2020, we entered into the year of the pay, or I should say the decade of the pay or the mouth where the theme or the prophetic picture that goes with the number, which is also a letter, <laughs> yes. right? So if, if, if you're able to track with me on all that, um, is, is a mouth. Okay, well, this year, the four at the end of it, this year, in the midst of this new decade, is a door. Dalit. It is a Dalit, my brother. And uh, it is indeed an open door. And I'm all about it being the year of the open door because I'm senior pastor of Open Door Church. And I'm like, y'all y'all preach that, proclaim that in the name of Jesus, you know, prophesy. So um, I forgot what your question was because no, I'm we're talking about the convergence, the convergence <laughs> of these two words. But stick on that for a second, open door, yeah. the significance of that. Um, yeah, so I, I, my mind immediately goes to um, Revelation chapter 4. Mm -hmm. John looks and sees an open door. I think mm -hmm. of Paul saying, pray for me because there's an open door, but there are many, many adversaries. How should mm -hmm. we process that? That's such, so good. Yeah. Revelation four, the open door, right in heaven, the heavenly calling that come up here, the, the literally enter into a different place. Of course, the rapture of the church, which I would be so happy if the rapture of the church happened in 2024. 
Even so, come Lord Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The coming of the branch, you know, mm. Betelgeist or Betelgeuse, as we say in our vernacular, um, the coming of the branch. Man, that's a big, big, big deal. Um, the open door is is actually about the key of David. And so, you know, Isaiah 22, 22, you know, um, the whole um, Revelation 3, behold, I've set, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. And I have closed a door that no man can open. It has to do with supernatural access that you qualify for. So hmm. the Lord, there's any time that you see God opening up a door, you actually have to qualify to enter into that door. Wow. You have to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. <laughs> you have to, you actually have to be the ones that have, you know, your, your wicks trim and you have oil in your lamp or else you're left outside when the door is shut, which is a picture of Noah's ark, right? Mm -hmm. That God himself closed the door. And then he had them sit there for seven days before the heavens came. Yeah. And that's a picture of the tribulation. And you enter into the ark <laughs> and there's a seven day period, right? So I, I, I say that this is a year of supernatural opportunities and God is asking for some immediately's, right? And immediately I was in the spirit, right? And suddenly, right? Uh, the 84th verse of the New Testament. And I would also say that when the Lord opens up a door, you have to fight to get in it. And the fight is how you qualify. And so there, there's a huge quality. Qualifying comes with quality. And there's a quality of character that God Almighty is demanding of his church today. And the fear of the Lord is a tremendous, a, a, a tremendous theme that God is speaking right now is the fear of the Lord of this. And you, you need to learn the fear of the Lord. You need to learn the fear of the Lord. You know, you and I, you and I have both been on the Jim Baker show and uh, we both, you know, do that. Yeah. Jim Baker's birthday is coming up and he's invited us up there. One of the things that Jim Baker is famous for saying is, hey, he loved God. He never fell out of the love of God, but he didn't learn the fear of the Lord until he went to prison. Right. Okay. I, I'm telling you guys, learn the fear of the Lord. Learn how to walk in the fear of the Lord so that the door will be opened unto you because this is a year of God Almighty opening up tremendous doors. And you're going to need to know where to, where, what to step out of and what to step into. Um, that's a really big deal. Wow. You, you, you stay in the same place. You, you are not going to make it. Everything is changing. I, I really and truly believe with all my heart that in the year 2024, everything changes the way and even more dramatically than it did in 2020. I've had yeah. a, I believe that. And uh, I think that you have to know how to step. And, you know, in, 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 the, in the year 2020, in the year 5780, the uh, terrible uh, assault came against the entire body of Jesus worldwide. And they said, you cannot go to church anymore. You're done. And in the name of peace and safety, we need your total compliance. You know, all these world leaders are lying and saying, we never forced that. We never forced this on anybody, right? We never did any of that. You know, we, we, and they're, and they're total liars. They did do that. And I can tell you, uh, one third of all churches in the United States, 32%, according to Pastor Rod, Rod Parsley's team, 32% of all churches in the United States shut down and never reopened. Wow. So a third of the churches fell. And that is a whole paradigm in and of itself when, when a third of something falls. Yes. Okay. And they did not reopen and they will not reopen. They're done. They're toast. 
Others um, took up causes that were not Jesus. Yes. And, um, and, and they failed a lot of tests. There were others that actually passed the tests. There are others that passed it. And my God, how we have seen the goodness of the Lord mm -hmm. and how we have seen God take us from here to there and how we have seen exponential growth and how we have seen the power of God in places we always hoped that we would see, but we could not find it until after 2020 because we had to pass those tests. I see the Lord opening up tremendous doors this year. And I would say pass the test because you do want those doors open. Wow. Uh, as I was praying about 24, uh, the Lord showed me three wars, a currency war, a cyber war, and a civil war that the body of Christ needs to prepare for, particularly spiritually oh. within the church. We have to be ready for that. So getting a warfare mindset is going to be key, which is why I was actually surprised. I didn't know you were doing this. Normally I get a heads up when a book's coming out or something. I, you know, but this came out of nowhere. Beautiful <laughs> surprise. 31 battle cry declarations. Yes, sir. Why this? The cover's beautiful, by the way. Why this? And why now? <laughs> I'm glad you like the cover. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> There's an inside joke that goes with that between me and Alan. So you guys would just have to ask It the is Lord. a beautiful cover, though, by the it, way. It is. It, it really is a cool cover. And I do like the cover of it. Well, to, the language of prayer is a skill set that you have to develop. Yes. It's not something that just happens. And it's something that I can recognize, you know, in my own life. I'm like, whoa, I need to, I need to rekindle my, my prayer language. Now, we think of that as far as praying in the Holy Spirit, which a lot of people don't recognize. There's also a skill set of development that goes with even, even praying in the Holy Spirit. And it's like, you have to learn how to do that. But praying topically and, and understanding the Bible topically is so important. If you're going to make the right kind of the prayers and the right kind of declarations, it needs to be, it needs to have a tapestry of the word of God within it that is relevant to what you're actually talking about. Uh, there is a lot of, and we don't, we, we don't like these terms, brother, but there's a lot of legality in the spirit. Yes. There's yes. so much legality. And, you know, the devil understands this, witches understand it. Hey, man, there are certain things that if you do at certain times and you say certain things, there is a legal right for hell to invade earth or for heaven to invade earth. Right. Correct. And this is full of the word of God. It's full of it has prayers. It has declarations. It has scriptures that go with 31 different topics that have to do with warfare. Yeah, and the chapters are so so beautifully put together. It's like three or four pages per chapter, some of them two pages, so that's simply laid out for you. So you can do those prayer declarations every single day without eating up hours of your time. So we're mm -hmm. going to put the link in the description of this video. And uh, we're so thankful for you to put this material out because nobody's doing this anymore. Nobody's taking time to show us how to fight anymore. Thank you. You know, these kinds of prayers and these kinds of decrees and know how to stand on the word of God to know what God Almighty says. You know, we need to know the word of God to such a degree topically. And, and if I could just say one more thing about Go that ahead. before I finish that sentence is this. It is so important to know the word of God topically mm -hmm. that if you're driving down the road and you see and you're behind a uh, you're behind a car and it is a Ford Taurus and it is blue, and the license plate is 888-something. You got to be able to say, if that was a dream, what would that mean? And boom, you hear God speak, and you're, you're living a dream life, and you're not even asleep. Come on. 
right? That's one of the ways that you understand things prophetically is to look at them exactly the way that God did Jeremiah. And he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Oh, I see a pot boiling over and it's boiling over from the north. Yes. And here's the prophetic word that goes with that. To be able to know the word of God in every single situation around us, just like Jesus, where he would point to a farmer and he would say, the kingdom of heaven is just like that. And then he would deliver the word that went, that went with a common scenario that they were involved in. Okay, well, we know the common scenarios, but man, we need to know the word. And so if we know the word, I can apply the word to every common scenario. And so it's, it's, it's laser focused on those kinds of things. It's a big part of my prayer life. I take this with me. I was just out at Redemption Ranch and I walk around and I pray the prayers and yes. I do the thing and I make the de- decrees and declarations. There are those who think that you, there has to be a sense of spontaneity or else it becomes legalistic and they don't realize that spontaneity comes from organization. Without mm. organization, without structure, without an understanding of those laws, there's actually no legitimate spontaneity and the Lord loves that. Anyone who strives for masteries, must strive, the Bible says, lawfully, understanding the laws oh. of the game that you're in. Oh. And this book is going to help you to do that. So I want to encourage everybody to get a hold of 31 Battle Cry Declarations. Again, the link is in the description. And before before we, I'm going to take you over to the premium section of our website here in a moment, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the election here in a minute with you. I'm going to ask you, get put you in the hot seat and get some uncensored answers from you here in a second, whether you want to do that or not. But before we go... <laughs> Before we go, um, what are you, what are you what are you expecting the church to come out of twenty twenty four with? Like when mm. we come out of twenty twenty four, we're going to have this in our hand. What would you say the answer to that question is? That is a great question. You know, whenever we come out of twenty twenty three, we should leave twenty twenty three the way that Psalms twenty three ends. Ah, come on! And when we come out of twenty twenty four. We need to come through 2024 the way that Psalms 24 (laughs) decrees and uh, declares. Psalms 24 is what happens if you get through Psalms 23. And uh, that's what I believe. This is a great year for that. Come on. Well, we're going to put it there. And Pastor, I want you to pray for us just for a moment. And Mm -hmm. the reason why we're doing that, I want you to read Psalm 23 and 24. Because the moment you said that, it just took a veil off, brother. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I mean, it just, it opens some things up for me that are huge. Yeah, Would man, you I want pray you to read it. for the eyes of our understanding uh, to yeah. be opened right now? King Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, sir, for placing the stars in our firmament and placing your word and your prophetic word in our field of vision. I pray, God, in the name of King Jesus, God, that the eyes of our understanding would be opened in such a way, God, that it is a joy to simply drive in traffic. I pray, Mm -hmm. God, that it would be a joy to look at the rising prices of everything and see the new numbers. And God, and Father God, sir, how that the scriptures testify of you and the things that are going on today, Lord God, they testify of the glorious and the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also, God, you're telling us what to do according to the season and the time that all of us are in. I pray, Father God, sir, for a strong tribe of Issachar kind of anointing, Lord God, that we know, and God, that we are full of both wisdom and revelation, according to the book of Ephesians. God, that we walk in a spirit of wisdom and revelation at the same exact time. And I love you, Lord God, and praise you, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Troy, you're amazing, man. You're amazing. And we're so thankful for the work you're doing around the world. 
thank you. And thank you so much, brother, for your partnership and what you do. And just thank you for being you. You know what, man? The Lord has really increased your your voice. And I got a word for you. And I'm just going to tell you right now in front of all of your people. Come on. When I was praying about this meeting here today, I drove in almost four hours from West Texas just to be with you, by the way. Just thought well, I'd thank tell you. you that. Yeah, yeah, you're so welcome, which is really not true. I have other things to do as well, but but you're first on the list. <laughs> That's what I was praying about you and praying about uh, just your ministry and all the things that uh, you and Evan and your beautiful bride, your beautiful little girl do. And I, I, the Lord began to speak to me about you. So mm-hmm. here it is. In 2024, you're going to see a rise and you're going to be invited in 2024 across various networks into new streams to speak on relevant issues And you're going to be invited into some very high places in the year 2024 because Mm -hmm. the Lord can trust you with your integrity. He can trust you with your word. And he can also trust you with the resolve that you have. In 2024, you're going to see a buildup of leadership in your own tribe. And you're going to have a different kind of leadership team. The Lord is sending leaders to you, Alan. He's He's sending next level like networks of leaders to you. And uh, you, you think that you have seen the best in many ways of your ministry, but I'm telling you right now, you will see tremendous breakthroughs in the year 2024. And at the end, literally from one year right now, you're going to say, there's no way I could have made those things happen that God Almighty made happen for us this year. Thank you, Jesus. And so that's what the Lord told me to tell you. Hallelujah. I receive that. Thank Amen. you so much for your obedience to share that. We've got big things on the horizon and for you to, that's a lot of confirmation there and some challenges as well. And that's for all of you watching. You're part of this family. We consider this a corporate anointing. Everything we do, we do it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't thank you enough, Pastor Troy, for being a, a true friend. I have another prophetic word. There's somebody watching right now, Pastor yes. Allen, that just got bad news concerning their health. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I just saw it. I just heard it. I, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. And here's what I'm going to say to you, whoever that is. You will live and not die. Yes. And you will laugh at how the Lord just takes this thing away from you. Come on. And what is impossible with men is possible with God. And this bad report does not come from the Lord. The Lord has a different report. This thing is done. It's doomed. It's gone in the name of King Jesus. Come on. Amen. In Jesus' name. That's the Lord. Just declare, I will live and not die. I will laugh and not cry. And I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. In Jesus' name, praise God. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep the conversation going over on the premium side of membership. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, take advantage of Encounter Coffee and help <laughs> us support Pastor Troy. That's and, awesome, man. And setting slaves free at EncounterCoffee.com. Also, more information at EncounterToday.com. Pastor Troy, let's head over yes. to the premium side of things. How let's about do it? it. Here, we, here we go. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you over there. Additionally, I know there is a lot of debate over the flat earth and the earth being the globe, but when you really read the Bible, you realize that it is a plane, you know, it's not a ball. It's the the earth is the Lord's footstool. It's it's not a basketball, you know, but remember, they said even the very elect will be deceived and all of the this deception that feeds in to NASA and then when you really study NASA and you see all of the lies and deception there 
you know, just look at it like this. You have a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. And I think the debate with the flat earth and the globe earth, even though it could seem silly, it really does feed into the great deception because after the rapture, they're going to try to say that it was aliens and extraterrestrials. And then all these so-called Christians that were here deceiving you, they're going to go along with that. Because those are the Christians that will be left behind if they're even Christians to begin with. Which I don't think they are. You know, I don't think Satan is, is sending his army and and all of his fallen angels into the strip clubs and the nightclubs to, to try to deceive people. I think he's pretty much got that locked down already because those people are already living in disobedience. I think his main focus is infiltrating the church, hence the reason that Christianity has just been completely dissected into all these different denominations. You don't see that with Islam. You don't see that with Hinduism or Buddhism. You know, it's 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 specifically Christianity that's that's been targeted that much. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I don't even I don't even debate people anymore. I used to debate people about pre-trib and post-trib and mid-trib and I used to debate people about the flat earth and things like that at the end of the day it really just comes down to this you know there's cures for cancer right but if you want to follow mainstream news and 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 go with the the wide road to destruction then you're going to get you're going to reap what you sow but there, there's obviously cures for cancers, and it's, it's about maintaining an, an, an alkaline environment in your body so that the cancer can't feed off of the acidic substances, right? Long story short, believe what you want to believe, you know, because Satan likes to divide and conquer. That's his whole thing. I'm just, to me, it's just so immature. Like, if you want to believe that the earth is a basketball and it's spinning really fast around the sun and you can't come up with a good reason why space is dark, even though the sun is so big and so far away, there should be no darkness in its path. But space is dark for some reason. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean... It's just a, like a lot of common sense things. Even in my books, like I, I, I went through like NASA documents and where they know that it's it's a flat, non-rotating Earth. They know that, you know, and they put it in their documents. But when you come to entertainment and the news and Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and all these paid wolves in sheep's clothing, you have to understand like Satan controls this realm. He controls the media. So he's only going to put people in there that are going to deceive you. And they'll bait you with, with half-truths. But just how this dude starts laughing, I really didn't even want to post this. You know what I mean? But, I put, you know, I'll put it out there. You know, you guys can, can listen to it and, and draw your own conclusions. But just remember, even the very elect will be deceived. And if you buy into the whole, you know... 
I mean, you can look at any star, any planet right now, and you could tell there's a water barrier between that light source and and um and you. So when you look, you could tell that it's it's light behind water. You know, the, those are not stars. I mean, those those are. I mean, planets are stars. Planets are just balls of light. It's it's really no different. And um, even like in the book of Enoch, he, he gives you the cycles of the sun. The moon and the sun are the same size. The moon gives off a lesser light. It's not reflecting the light of the sun. It's just, just so much in, in, misinformation out there that if you're not really doing the research and, and if you don't have some type of discernment from the Holy Spirit and common sense, you're going to be fooled, you know, and just look at this world. You know what I'm saying? Like they could plant trees that produce fruit year round everywhere, but they plant male trees to, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, there's just so many logical solutions to a lot of the problems in the world, poverty, homelessness. There's really a lot, but the powers that be are trying to suppress you. They're trying to keep you down. They're trying to keep you enslaved. So believe what you want to believe, but we're very important. And when you believe in planets and all this stuff, it, it takes that importance away from us. We were made in God's image. So we're very important and we're very powerful. And, and God wants us to be righteous and holy and obedient and, and that's really the, all it comes down to. He knows what he's doing. He just wants us to follow his lead. And um, that's that's what it comes down to. And it, I mean, we have an eternity with God. So he probably has like a lot of beautiful plans for us. And it all starts right now. It starts with being obedient. You know, how can we even venture into eternity if he wants what if god wants to create other star systems and galaxies and universes and 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 have his children you know governing that and, and running that and in charge of that but you can't obey him now how can we even get to that point you know so who knows what you know wonderful plans the lord has for us but jesus hates deception and when you listen to these people I mean, this guy right here, he, he's talking about, oh, if you want to know about Trump, you need to go over here and pay for my membership. It's $89.99 a month. Like, man, that's not what the kingdom is about. Take away money from these people and see who's really living for Jesus, who's really out here trying to really, you know, lead souls to Christ, you know. Seriously. Oh, we just came out with our new coffee brand and this and that and that. And I'm not knocking it. Cool. But I mean, coffee's a stimulant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're supposed to be sober. So you you could look at these like these are little things, like they're not big deal or whatever. But I feel like God is very serious about being obedient and listening to him. And, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, vegan vegetarian now I used to be before COVID hit anyway but I really got knocked off track and I just felt like God was really leaning in and in, in, into me telling me 
that he, he doesn't want me to eat meat anymore. And I feel a lot better. I feel lighter. I have a lot more energy. I'm not bogged down. I'm not weighed down. And I don't feel bad eating because I know that animals are not suffering and being slaughtered. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I get a lot of flack from it. You know, like I got friends. I got people sending me Bible quotes. Like people always want to have a problem when you want to be obedient to the Lord. And I just ignore them. Like, I don't care. Who cares? Whatever their issues or their problems are with me for what I believe or how I live, that's on them. But it doesn't bother me because I know I'm being obedient. And I feel good about being obedient because I know God knows what he's doing. Do you think we're going to be killing animals and eating them in heaven? I don't think so. A lot of people think they're going to heaven and they're not living like heavenly citizens now. And I think... You have to get it together. You know what I mean? That's me personally. You know, like I do a lot of stuff where I'm I'm not being compensated for it. You know, I do. I, I have a lot of volunteer, a lot of stuff that I do for free and it kills me. You know what I mean? Because I struggle so much and I ask God to help me. You know what I mean? And I don't really get any financial blessings from the Lord at all. You know, so. It is what it is, you know, but I just don't complain. I just don't complain like, cool, whatever. I'll keep I'll keep figuring it out. I'll keep struggling. I'll keep working extremely long hours every day and, 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 and barely get by, you know, scraping, scraping to get by, you know. But, hey, if you want me to live off crumbs, you want me to dig out the trash, like if that's how you want me to live, cool. All praises to, to, to God. What can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really nothing you can do. Like, it's in Scripture not to complain. And you get hammered. And it's like, it's just like the enemy's trying to provoke that those complaints out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sucks. Life sucks. Existence sucks, you know? Especially when you're dealing with so much deception. And And why? Because the fallen angels hate us. It's really not even, I mean, we didn't create ourselves. You know what I mean? So if they're attacking us to get at God because they can't get at God, whatever. But yeah, it sucks. It's, it's whack, you know, for sure. But um, anyways, that's my two cents on it. You know, I know probably 99.9% .9 of the people that hear about the earth and the flat earth, they're, they're always going to deny the flat earthers. And it's not like we think it's completely flat. Like, obviously, you know, there's hills and valleys and, and, and stuff like that. But um, if it's if it's truly, you know, like the way that they say it is, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's people upside down right now. Like, it's not gravity, it's density. <clears throat> so even when they're talking about anti-gravitational UFOs and, and it's like it's density, you know, so, I mean, there's people out there that really know the truth. You know, there's people, there's a guy that was just showing how he can tap into the radio frequencies for wireless energy. So you don't even need to have that to get energy from like a power plant or, you know, by plugging something into the wall. You can actually just convert it from radio, radio signals and frequencies. And he did it, you know what I mean? So... It's it's just so much that's being suppressed from us. I remember there was a guy online. He knew how to get rid of tattoos. 
but he didn't want to talk about it. He's like, I know exactly how to do it, you know. And he was just talking about like a lotion or something type of uh, organic thing that you can wipe on it that, that'll break down the tattoo and get rid of it or whatever, you know. But he, he wasn't allowed to talk about it. It's just silly stuff like that, you know. So imagine they probably got cure for hair loss and blindness and all these things, you know. But it's all about... Uh, keeping people stupid and enslaved it's, it's dumb it, i can't wait for jesus to reign on earth i can't wait for his millennial reign i can't wait wait for him to get rid of all this this filth that's that's trying to suppress us and and we know it's written you know they will burn in hell forever thank god thank god for that all right <clears throat> sorry i have so <laughs> i got something else too that just um this guy, right? He's like, you have to, you have to pay attention to the red flags. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I have, um, I received like something in the mail for like a free cleaning at a new dentistry, right? I actually got a couple of them, and I'm like, yeah, I probably should do that, but I just didn't do it. You know, it's like. It's on my desk at, at, at my apartment, right? And I don't know, like a week or so ago, I was uh, coming out of a store or something and um, I seen a dentistry and it said, accept a new patients. And I'm like, dang, yeah, I need, to, I need to go get a cleaning done. And so I went in there and signed up or, or whatever or scheduled an appointment right and it was for Friday at 11 which was you know just yesterday and um they gave me like this packet of I don't know like three or four pieces of paper or three or four pages of stuff they wanted me to fill out before my appointment which sucks <laughs> you know what I'm saying and they're like super intrusive. Like they're just asking. I've I've never actually had to do anything like this at any dentistry. Like maybe one sheet of paper, but not three or four pages, you know. And they're just asking all kinds of stuff, like previous address, current address, all the dentists that you've been to, like references, you know, just things that I just don't feel like you need any of that information really for me you know what I'm saying like I get the dentistry that you went to before I understand like you know if you have if you're if you have like any if you have anything with like um this lady's just at the green line sitting there for me. like I keep beeping she moved up a little bit but she wasn't really going so anyway um like I get that you know if you have past history of illness, disease, etc., etc. Like that stuff, that's you know, I get it. But then there was this one page where it was just like um like they're trying to get confirmations like sign like you agree by signing this that you you'll be um charged for your appointment if you didn't show up or whatever. And I'm like, man, this is my first appointment. Like they're just hitting you with all this stuff. Like I don't even know 
I'm I'm here trying it out. Like I don't even know if I want this to be like my main, you know, dentist office or whatever, you know. And uh, then like the last page was like, sign this acknowledging that you received our privacy policy and you read it in full, but there's no privacy policy attached to it. So I'm like, man, I'm not gonna sign off on something saying that I read something and I agree to it when you're not even going to include that in the paperwork. Like if you already got four pages of paperwork, you might as well add the privacy policy because you've already given me all this anyway. So anyways, I, I give it to the lady when I when I come in here for my appointment. I was actually like a half hour early. But uh, I probably didn't go in until like, you know, 15 minutes before. And uh, so I'm in there and it's freezing. Like they have no heat, right? So that's another red flag. So I'm like, bam, two red flags, right? <clears throat> And then I sit in there for like 40 minutes, freezing for 40 minutes. My appointment was at 11. Like I got stuff to do, you know what I mean? Like this isn't a checkup, like I'm here for a cleaning. We could have been done by now. Like I should have been, I shouldn't have been there longer than an hour, you know? So I get up and leave. And then like three hours later, I'm getting a phone call from the dentistry. I don't answer it. And they're just like, oh, you know, you get the text message from the voicemail. And she's just like, I'm really sorry. We got really busy and, you know, things were, you know, but these are our other dates if you want to schedule for these dates. And I'm like, you know what? You had your chance. You blew it. We have to be like that as Christians. You know what I mean? Like, I understand forgiveness. I understand things like that. But. <clears throat> you got to be able to pay attention to the, the, the tall tale signs or the telltale signs or whatever, however you say that. You got to be able to, to have that type of discernment. Like, I'll never go there again. You drop the ball. If You know, I, when the door open, I see the, the, the dentist or the doctor back there laughing. And he wasn't tripping. He wasn't worried about nobody freezing in, in the waiting room. He's back there laughing, joking around. He ain't worried about you. So you think I'm going to spend my money with you when you've all, this is the first impression. This is how you treat me. And then I'm seeing the dent, the, the guy back there that, that could possibly be working on me and he's carefree. Like if you're not worried about your, your new customers freezing and you can't afford to pay for the heat in your dentistry, I'm not going to your dentistry. This isn't a nice area. This is an upper-class neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I can go to the hood. I live in the hood. I can go back to the hood and get better treatment. So what I, what that means with this episode is this guy wants you to go pay $89.99 a month, $79.99 a month for his membership so you can get this guy that's laughing at flat earthers to tell you about Donald Trump who's selling monster hats on his website right now who says that he doesn't think he needs to ask God to forgive him because he doesn't think he's done anything where he needs to ask for forgiveness this is Donald Trump you know what I'm saying don't, don't mind you there are 
pictures of him where you can see that his pupil turns into a vertical slit. Because when, when these reptilians, these demons that walk amongst us, these Nephilim that we know are here, they've been here, it's in the Bible, the fallen angels saw that women were fair and they mated with them and they produced offspring of giants, they're here and they walk among us and they're everywhere. That's why it says judge them by their fruits. This guy was telling you, put this in the comment section. When you hear people saying that, like, I'm sorry, because I know there's people, you know, that like share their rapture dreams, like Crystal Love for Ju Jesus. And she's always like, put this in the comment section, put this in the comment section. These people are really, really, they wouldn't be talking about things like that if they weren't trying to make money. Like, yeah, I do things. Like, I, I have a Christian clothing site. Nobody's bought anything. I've had these these websites, these Christian clothing sites and stuff like that. I've been running them for years. Years. Nobody buys anything. My friend will buy stuff if I make something specifically for him. I had one other guy that wanted me to make, like, a Raiders hoodie for him. Just because he's seen my friend's design that I did for him. Worldly stuff. Who cares about the Raider stuff? And I even wasted a couple days, like, designing stuff. And, the, and they didn't, the dude didn't even buy it. And it's just like, I don't even want to do that. Money was tight. I really needed some money. You know what I'm saying? So I, I took time to, to do that. And the dude didn't even buy it. Waste of time lesson learned you know and uh, what can what can I do you know what I mean nobody cares about Jesus nobody wants to, and it's not like I'm just really just trying to find th I'm just trying to use my talents for the kingdom is what it comes down to that's it it's really not about trying to get rich or trying to get paid like that like it would be cool to run like a Christian cafe slash bookstore you know where Christians could come and fellowship before and after church or whatever you know go there and have little meetings or you know like I want it to be all Jesus everything me personally you know what I mean but I don't treat it like a business you know I treat it like a hobby I treat it like this is what I do on my downtime so it's different when you got people like this that completely treat it like a business, you know. And, oh, man, every time I say something about Flat Earth, my comment section goes crazy. Huh, well, I guess that's probably why you're mentioning it. Because you're trying to get your likes and follows up and your algorithm going crazy so YouTube can send you a check. YouTube, under, that's owned by Google which is the Freemason symbolism, which is owned by Freemasons, which is Satanist. Trust me, the people that are really popular on YouTube, they're not getting flagged, they're, not, they're working for the enemy. Because anybody who's posting anything that's exposing the enemy, they're being targeted 
they're being censored and they're being removed. And it isn't just YouTube, it's Rumble, it's everything. All social media, all internet. The internet in general is being censored. So you're going to be hard-pressed to try to find any type of real information. That's why I cannot wait to be turned into my glorified body and actually be able to, to talk to God directly. Like having a conversation so I can get all of the information, the real information, and we can give it to the people so they, they can have the real information. That's what I'm, I'm praying for. That's what I'm hoping for. I pray that all these demonic entities, fallen angels, all of these wicked people that are in high places that are that got power here. I pray that their power is removed. I pray that they experience poverty forever, that they cannot make moves the way they've been making it. They've had enough time down here and they've destroyed everything and they're continuing to destroy it. The food, the water, the air, et cetera, et cetera. So. You, you could believe that the earth is a basketball spinning really fast and revolving around the sun in black space, <laughs> if you want to believe that. But I know if, I, if I'm in a pitch black room, four-corner room, pitch black, and I turn on a, a, a big light bulb, the whole, the whole room is illuminated. But hey, if you want to believe that space is dark with a huge sun, okay, whatever. That's silly to me, but whatever. I believe what the book of Enoch said. Enoch got pulled up into heaven. And Enoch wrote a gang of books. But the only book we have is the book of Enoch. That's like you wrote 365 books in your life, but we only got the book of Ed. And then they try to write, uh, and then the demons try to do a book of Ed 2 and a book of Ed 3. That's why I don't get into the book of anything other than the first book of Enoch. Because all that other stuff just sounds like straight deception to me. It makes no sense. It's stupid. That, that's my personal opinion. But whatever, man. It is what it is, you know. Uh, you see an eclipse, you could tell that the sun and the moon are the same exact size, you know. They move, though. It's the sun and the moon that's moving. Sun set. The sun set. Sun rise. The sun rose. <laughs> it's right there in your face. I think they, they, they just laugh at how gullible and stupid people are. They used to go door to door to try to get back Encyclopedia Britannica's because... Those were talking. Those Encyclopedia Britannica's was, were talking about the Earth being flat. I will separate it as far as the east is from the west. Show me east and west on a basketball, north or south on a basketball. Show me that. The Earth is his footstool. The Earth is not his his ball. The earth is not his circle. Like, I do believe it could be, you know, like a CD disc. 
you know, as far as like the glass firmament or whatever like that. I'm not saying it's square. I'm not saying it's a hexagon or a triangle. I mean, it could be circular, but I just don't think that the surface is a ball. Me personally, but you know, to each their own.